angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing all the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Disruption. Mm -hmm. 
And God knew exactly when John the Baptist needed to be born. Well, Although it didn't make sense to his parents. Remember last week we talked about Zechariah. Here's the, here's the news that his wife Elizabeth, who's up in years, is getting ready to have a baby. And what's his reaction? I don't believe it. And then the angel Gabriel says, well, guess what? You're going to be quiet for the next nine months. But God knows what he's doing. God knows that we need a disruption before the disruption. Now the verses that we're looking at today, Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 through 12, gives us at least four disruptions before the disruption of Jesus being born. Mm -hmm. And in your bulletin today, I put a little note section there that we're going to talk about each of these disruptions. And those of you who are looking online, we're going to put up a slide that talks about each of those. So here's the first disruption. John the Baptist disrupted things with a warning of things to come. John the Baptist disrupted things with a warning of things to come. If you look at verses 1 through 3, these warnings are backed by prophecy. It says, in those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, change your hearts and lives because the kingdom of heaven is what? Near John the Baptist is the one that Isaiah the prophet was talking about when he said, there's a voice of one who called out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make the road straight for him. John the Baptist was just not some person just crying out in the wilderness. John the Baptist was backed up by prophecy. You need a disruption before the disruption. Now, second. John the Baptist disrupted things with the way he looked and what he said. Now that's an old saying, and I, when, I, when I look at, uh, at Brother Roundtree, clothes make the man. <laughs> clothes make the man. Well, think about the disruption that John the Baptist did. His clothes were made of camel's hair. He wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he didn't eat filet mignon. He didn't eat the fine food that we had yesterday. What he did, he ate locusts and wild honey. But his appearance made no difference because it was what he was saying that made the difference. Because if you look at verse 5, many people came from Jerusalem and Judea and all around the Jordan to hear him. And in verse 6, it tells us that they confessed their sins and he baptized them in the Jordan River. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It takes a disruption before the disruption. All right. Now the third thing, John the Baptist disrupted things by telling truth to power. He disrupted things by telling truth to power and he paid for it. Look at verse 7. Many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees came to the place where John was baptizing people. When John saw them, he said, what? You're snakes! And he warned them to, to get away. And then he told them in verse 10, the axe is now ready to cut down the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down 
and thrown in the fire. But since he spoke truth to power, good things happened. Good things happened when he spoke truth to power. One of those good things that happened was this, that many people came to Christ. Again, we look back once again at verse 5 and 6. People went to him from Jerusalem and all of Judea and the whole region of Jordan. And they were baptized. The second thing is that God's glory was shown because John the Baptist spoke truth to power. And it happened with the baptism of Jesus. This is in Matthew chapter 3 verses 13 through 16. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to defer him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you need to, and I need to come to you. But as soon as he baptized John, what happened? The heavens opened. And God's glory shone. And said, this is my son, who I am well. Now, again, John speaking truth to power did cost him. It cost him because on Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herod decided to dance around. And while his father was looking at the dancing and sworn an oath to do whatever she wanted him to do, she said, I want the head of John the Baptist on the plate. And John was executed. Speaking truth to power has its benefits and also has a price that sometimes has to be paid. Wow. That's why there's a disruption before the disruption. Now the fourth and final thing about this disruption before the disruption. John the Baptist disturbed things by pointing the way to Jesus. John the Baptist disturbed things by pointing the way to Jesus. Again, let's look at chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. He says this, I baptize you with water to show that your hearts and lives have changed. But there is one who's coming after me who is greater than I am whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. Wow, wow. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He will come ready to clean the grain, separating the good grain from the chaff. He will put the good part of the grain into his barn and he will burn the chaff with fire that cannot be put out. Wow. John the Baptist is describing the disruption that's going to happen. Yeah. He is truly the disruption mm. before the disruption. Yeah. Well, yeah. But about the we can point the way to the truth and the light. Come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can be a disruption ourselves. All right. We are a disruption when we are going to take our blessing bags to those folks as we feed the hungry. Mm -hmm. yeah. We are a disruption when we go to the after school and help out with the math fair. All right, man. We
we are a disruption every single time we come into this place to worship. Amen. But brothers and sisters, I submit to you, we can be a disruption in this community as well. Amen. So next Saturday, once again, we're going to go out and canvas a little bit. And you've got some cards that we put into your uh, uh, packets. But this is what I'd like for you to do. I understand that many of you cannot go out and canvas. It's going to be a difficult deal to do. I don't want you to do that. But what you can do is this. You can telephone. You can talk to people. You can pray for us who are going out campus. And you can take one of these cards, and we've got, we got a couple more of them, and you can give them to folks. Asking them just to come. Come on Christmas Day. If that's the only day that you go worship, Christmas Day is a Sunday, guess what? We're open for business. We'd love for you to come see us. And also, it has all of our information in terms of worshiping online that's available as well. And the QR code soon will have a, an opportunity to see a short message. We can be a disruption in someone's lives by just giving them a card and telling them about Jesus. Now, in this holiday, in this holiday season that is filled with really good disruptions, we had a good disruption yesterday, did we not? Amen. It was divine. Yeah. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. But there's so many people who are still on the merry-go-round of sin. Still going round and round, making the same mistakes over and over again. If you want to stop that merry-go-round, Jesus is here to help you with the disruption. So just pray with me, please. Father, I need your divine disruption. Lord, come into my life. Change me. Save me. Make me into the person that you want me to be. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say amen. 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 If you prayed that prayer with me, your life has been divinely disrupted. But here's the thing. Although your life has been divinely disrupted by the Lord, the devil wants to disrupt that. Divine disruption. And if you don't place your salvation in a place where it can be nourished, where your salvation can be disrupted by more divine disruption to make your salvation grow even more, you are more subject than ever to the whims and wishes of the devil. Because the very time you say you are standing for Christ, the devil will come after you. More and more and more. So in just a few moments, we are going to open the doors of the church. But as we said, the doors of the church are what? Always open. And as Sister Holson reminded me, there are three things we can do at this altar. You can come for prayer. Because Lord knows we need prayer. You can also come if you have backslidden, if you want to recommit to the Lord. Thirdly, you can come 
and confess your sins to Christ. And I hope join this church if you're not a member of the church. Now again, many times folks are watching online. Our numbers, believe it or not, are growing with the number of people who watch us online, not only at 11 o'clock, but watch us at other times as well. And they may be listening to this service later on on a podcast or something like that. And we would love, 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 love to have a conversation with you about the Lord. So as I've done many times and will continue to do, you can give me a call. My telephone number is 608-358-1309. That's 608-358-1309. You can call me and leave a message or text me. And I just want to have a conversation with you about but there is one who is coming after me, who is greater than I am, whose sandals I am not good enough to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The disruption before the disruption. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of our Father, be with you now, henceforth, now, and forevermore. Let us all say. your faithfulness in giving to Greater Bethel that allows us to do the work of the Lord. There are three ways you can give to us. First, you can use Cash App by typing dollar sign Bethel 140. Second, you can give using Giveify, simply at a Greater Bethel Athens. Finally, you can mail your contributions in to Post Office Box 49773 Athens, Georgia 30604. Thank you and blessings. Find audio content, sermons, blogs, and more on my website, marvinbland.com.